This is episode seven on the Millennial Life School podcast with designer Joanna Hernandez. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Millennial Life School podcast, where it's all about inspiring and encouraging twenty to thirty-something-year-olds as we figure life out together. What's up, guys? Thank you so much, and welcome back to the Millennial Life School podcast. I'm so freaking excited to share this episode with you guys because I had the honor and the chance of having such a special guest on this podcast. So Joanna Hernandez, I met her a couple years back、um, at a Bible study group, and honestly, this this woman, she is like the superstar millennial woman, female entrepreneur,、um, representing people of color. And she's just so incredible and amazing. So, just a brief background about who Joanna Hernandez is. She's a designer. She's all about empowering women of all shapes and sizes. She is the first designer from El Salvador to present three times at Paris Fashion Week. And at just age twenty-four, she launched her first collection, Glowdy by Joanna Hernandez. And in two thousand thirteen, she starred in NBC's designer competition series called Fashion Star. And she also is a designer judge in the reality series The Fashion Hero. She was nominated by People Magazine and Español in two thousand fourteen. As twenty-five most powerful women, and she's among Latina magazines' thirty favorite stars in their thirty, and Alegria magazines' ten most influential Latinas in Los Angeles. Like Joanna Hernandez, she is such a millennial superstar, and. What I love about her is her heart. She started her own collection just to give back to kids in poverty in El Salvador, where her parents were raised, and just she's involved in a lot of charity works and just. You know, seeing who she is,、um, I really want to share her story so that you guys can hear a little bit about her journey and her heart, and just、um, the the kind of woman she is. She shares a little bit about her journey of how she started and what it was like when she was first launching her. Own collection at twenty four, and she talks about her love for God and how that really became part of her brand, and just yeah, and honestly, like I think she just has such a beautiful heart. So I'm really excited to share this episode. So let's get right in. 아빠내 podcast 를위해서해주세요말한마디 This is the Millennial Life School podcast with Sharon Kiron Han. First of all, Joanna, I'm so so grateful to have you on this podcast, and honestly, it's such an honor to have you on. Thank you so much. I'm really excited because I've seen you've been traveling the world and teaching people how to like you know kick ass, <laughs> and it's just amazing because I love it that you're really following your dreams and your passion. Yeah, I know it's been such a journey. It's been one year.、Uh, I've I've seen you in Los Angeles, and we've known each other for a couple of years. I remember there was、yeah. a time when we went hiking to Runyon Canyon. Yeah, I love that. It's、yeah. so cool because we met in Bible study, and I remember us sharing our dreams and our goals. And I just love when I see like people really like follow their dreams and trust God through the process. You know. I know, and it's not easy. It's been one of the hardest things that I've done this past year. 
But I think it, it really taught me what it means to walk out in faith, even yeah. though you feel like you don't really know, you know, you don't, even if you don't have everything figured out. Oh my gosh, that is such a good, oh my goodness, you're like talking to me right now. It's so funny <laughs> because I feel that way because um, I just opened the new store in Beverly Hills and, mm-hmm. and, and I was reading, I'm reading the, the 40 day circle prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a 40 day prayer challenge in it. And one of these days I was just feeling like, oh my gosh, it's been a long day, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking like, did I, op- did I, am I growing too soon? Am I opening too many stores too soon? You know? And then, um, cause I work so much and then I opened this book and it says, um, um, let go and let God, you know? And then it just said like how it said, you're never ready. You're never going to be ready to get married. You're never going to be ready to open that um, business. You're never going to be ready, like completely ready. If you're waiting to be ready, you're never really going to be ready. You know, know. there's something. And I was, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, that's so true because with everything with me, like I'm never ready. Like I just do things and I'm ready. I'm just ready. It's weird. Like I'll just do it. And then it's just like, oh, wow, I'm ready. Like I'm just doing it. I'm doing it. You know? Yeah, I know. It's so, so crazy. It's, it's kind really of like, exciting to trust God. Yeah, it's kind of like I remember when I was starting this journey. So before, like even actually just a year ago this time around, I was still working my full time in Los Angeles. And I remember mm-hmm. this call, I felt like, you know, God was really calling me to do something with my life that wasn't just sitting in the laptop. And I think it's like when you know what you're good at and the things that you're passionate about, yeah. if you're not doing that, it, it feels like a part of you just dies. And I just felt like a part of me was dying because I wasn't oh doing the things that I was created to do. Yeah, and, that is so good. Yeah. But like when I felt but, that way uh, when I was in corporate, <laughs> when I was in corporate designing for big brands, so that's how I started. Yeah. I, in the beginning, it was exciting because I was like 19 years old with these really cool jobs and stuff mm-hmm. traveling the world. But then after I was like, oh my gosh, like no one knows I'm here. I'm like a ghost designer and I'm working so hard. And it doesn't feel like these people are making loads of money out of my my creativity and my mm-hmm. thoughts and my everything, you know. And I'm like, that's fine because it's what we're paid for. But at the same time, it's like I would love to be able to do something that people know that it's like a, a young, you know, you know, I'm a minority. I'm a Latina, mm-hmm. you know, it's like doing things that, you know, are very like not common, you know, like I present in Paris fashion week in New York and all these places. I have a store in Beverly Hills. Like it's things that you don't really see people that grew up in Compton like me do, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, I, you know, when I was thinking about starting this podcast, um, I messaged you this earlier, but like you seriously were one of the first people that I had in my mind because your story is so inspiring. And when I'm looking around at, you know, all the people that I know, you're one of the most inspiring millennials that I know. And I think your, oh God, story, you. your story is incredible, you know. Oh, um, and you just briefly mentioned about, you know, you were born and raised in Compton and coming from a background with immigrant parents. And I can kind of relate because my parents are immigrants and, it's it's a different world, right? Yeah. And from from that humble beginnings to like where you're at right now, can you kind of um, talk a little bit about that? I think um, I grew up always in a Christian home, mm-hmm. so and I was always my family was pretty conservative, and even though I grew up in Compton, like we never my family doesn't drink or no drugs, no nothing, and we love Jesus, you know. So mm-hmm. that was a good thing. So I think even though I grew up 
in the hood, I was never involved or my family ever involved in gang violence or anything. We were just, mm-hmm. you know, that's all my parents could afford at the moment. And then after now we moved to Downey and um, I'm now in the Downey Hall of Fame from high, Downey High School. I was inducted wow. last year, which was that's an awesome. honor because they had like the, the guy who founded the Titanic. They had um, they had the guy from Black Eyed Peas and the lead guitarist, the Metallica and the Carpenters. So it was really cool to be among uh, really talented people. And I think uh, to me, growing up in Compton was a blessing just because I've, I'm such a real, genuine person. I feel like I'm very um, chill, you know, and I work mm-hmm. really hard. I was taught to work hard because we have to, like, there's no other choice. But my parents always made it seem fun because, and it's funny because they told me, my dad would tell me the other day, he's like, you know, we grew up in places where we weren't wanted. Like, we were, we worked in places where we weren't paid well and we were always told they weren't good enough and mm-hmm. they always made us feel like we could be replaced easily because they worked in factory sewing and and I don't and, and I never experienced that because thank god I've been in jobs when I was in corporate where I was always like the superstar designer and now uh-huh. um you know I'm the I'm the designer of my own company so yeah. but the point is that um, I think growing up in 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 that atmosphere made me value everyone in my team more made me value how blessed I am to have my own business and for people to love it so much because I have women traveling from all over the world coming to get a cloudy dress from wedding dress to a mm-hmm. prom dress to a quinceanera to just a special evening dress for the performances and, and it's all cultures and ethnicities and I, and I want cloudy to be that to be global and to be like a Serena Williams you know she started in Compton and now she's like the world champion of tennis yeah. you know yeah, so yeah. So I'm just very, I think it's, at first I was ashamed of it. I didn't want to talk about it, you know? And now that I'm older, it's like, I say that and people are just like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, really? <laughs> no, so it's worked. It's what, what God, what you think is like bad. God will make it work for your favor. Yeah. And I think it's amazing because, you know, like because of the background, like you understand people so much better and you're able to have empathy at a different level. Yeah, for sure. That's everyone has told me that too, like empathy, like that's the word and being humble. And, and I don't even think of that. Like, I don't, you know, I'm obviously I'm a humble person, but I don't feel like I'm a humble person. You know, like Mm -hmm. people have just told me, dude, you're super humble and you're really empathetic. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I just natural, (laughs) like, it's just part of my life. You know, yeah, but that is why you're humble because you don't, you're, you're not going around saying, oh, I'm so humble, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yeah and I think that's <laughs> and I remember when I first met you in Los Angeles like I had no idea you're this like celebrity designer and I remember just like just knowing you as a person and being so drawn to you by the love that you carry and you really just exude this humility and love for people and care and like your personality and things like that and I think that's what people are so attracted to you and attracted to the brand of Glaudi. Thank you. I really appreciate that too. And, and that's what I love. I love, um, I think like the challenges I've been facing lately is when people know who I am, they'll treat me a certain way, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, re- and really well, which is great. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I'm like, I want, I want people to treat me good when they don't know who I am and don't do anything, mm-hmm. no, don't know anything about me, you know, and yeah. they just treat me as like a human and, and that's and and I hope it's good, you know. So mm-hmm. so that's the things that I'm learning now. The more I grow and the more popular I get, like I notice the difference, and that's why I love traveling. 
um, I forgot it, who it was, but there was someone on Instagram. I think it was Jay, Jay what's his name? Jay Shetty, the, the Oh, speaker. yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Um, he was saying how, like, it's good to travel where no one knows you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, like, I love traveling where no one knows me because I get to know people that have no clue what I do. And they just treat me like a regular human being. Mm-hmm. And they just love me and care for me. And it feels so good because they're not interested in because I know certain people or because mm-hmm. I'm influential, you know, uh-huh. like they want to talk to me because they just want to make a cool friend and I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, let's laugh together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And that's, that's something that I loved about traveling as well. Um, because you're out there and you don't know anyone. And in a way, I think it helps me to realize how there's so much love out there in the world as well. Like every individual person, you just meet them and you connect with them on a different level. And it's just, it's just so amazing. And there's so much kindness. Yeah. And and it's funny because like you run, you attract who you are. Mm -hmm. I so agree. Like, like yeah. So if you're like in a certain season of your life, you'll attract the same kind of season in your life, people. And it's all good because it's like, it's really, I don't know. Every time I go on a plane ride, I meet different people. Like there was one, this one man who even offered to open a store for me in Dubai. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Oh my God, but, that'd uh, be so awesome. Yeah. So, but it was like really cool. Like, and, and it was just, I, I, and I was, I remember I was with no makeup. I'm just bumming it. I remember one of my coats, I was wearing the button fell and that's how I met him. That was hilarious. But, um, <laughs> But the point of the story is just like when you're happy and you're loving doing what you love and you're just a, you're just like in a different I don't know like you just attract good things like people just yeah. want to be around you they want to uh, help you grow you know yeah. right now I was I actually got off the phone of one of the biggest malls I can't talk about the name but mm-hmm. they want me in their in other malls and I'm like oh my god this is crazy like and it's a couple malls have already called me and they're calling me to have me in their in their places. And before I thought, oh my gosh, I would love to have a store in the mall one day. And then now it's funny because my whole business strategy is way different. Like I'm not a mall girl. I'm more of a, like that's why I'm in Beverly Hills, like on the heart of Rodeo Drive, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. It's a destination mm-hmm. shop rather than something that you could just go in and out because you have to get it custom made. But, um, but yeah, but I'm just excited to to be in this season of my life. I can't believe like it's happening <laughs> yeah it's it's so amazing seeing what you're doing now uh, but like um take us back to like when you first began so you're working corporate you're designing for different brands yeah yeah so 18 years old I went to FIDM and in my first quarter there I remember I was crying I was like god if I don't make it here I'm, I don't know where I'm gonna go I made it thank god uh-huh. my first quarter I was my friend told me to go to his internship um they're looking for a merchant he said I wasn't a merchandiser the guy so he introduced me to his brother and he hired me as a head designer. I thought I was going to be an intern, but I ended up being a designer. Yeah, and then I started so from 19 to like 27 designing for big corporations. The last one I did was Sunrise Brands, where I designed for Seven Jeans, Eyes and He, Ellie Tahari, and um, Express. Uh-huh. And, and just like I started for in corporate, but it was really, I think the reason why they hired me to is because I, in the beginning, because I, I came from my parents' humble job when they were sewing denim. So I started mm-hmm. as a denim designer, and I already understood denim, which was, it was just natural. Like, I was like, oh, that's the Kabaya machine. That's single that's double. Like, I already knew all these words, but just, like, out of vocab, like, I already know uh-huh. it because my family did it. So I had a really advantage when I thought, like, my parents' job was not cool. Like, God bless. <laughs> it was, like, the biggest blessing ever. Uh-huh. Um, and I also remember seeing them 
being treated really bad by the bosses. Like they were just treating them like robots. And I said, one day I'm going to grow up and be very successful and respected. So no one treats people like this. And I could treat people with love and care, you know, and I've been able to do that now. And my dream is to have like a huge atelier, like not a, I don't say a factory, but similar because you have like stores, but like Uh in beautiful, like white clothing, Wow. (laughs) Like, like really like, high fashion and uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that's my dream to be able to hire people and give them a great atmosphere creative you know yeah, but yeah so I, I went from there and at 24 I launched Galaudi which is my brand named after my mother because oh, I really? didn't want to name it after myself I felt like it was too selfish because my talent didn't come from it came uh-huh. from God but it came from my parents you know mm-hmm. and um and I wanted to create a platform where I could finally highlight them like they were still not highlighted all this light time like mm. working like really terrible conditions and yeah. I was like I want them to know like her daughter is a great designer you know what I mean like to because yeah. so many people don't get respected and you know sewing there was all kinds of people there was Asian there was you know mm. mostly the immigrants are Asians and Latinos sewing you know when it comes to factories yeah. so for me I just did it for everyone like to feel proud and yeah. and to to kind of like be like that Martin Luther King in fashion, mm-hmm. <laughs> garment industry. Like, yeah. look at his, like, um, we don't always have to be sewers. We could be the owners. We could be the bosses. We could be wow. the ones that create those brands that become global, you know? Yeah. So after 24, I started that brand, Cloudy, raised money to raise, uh, for, raise money for kids in El Salvador and Mexico. We built uh, a shelter for women's domestic violence in Jalisco. And then we built a Christian school in El Salvador. And then from there, God just blessed it because I did it just for fun. And we had all amazing celebrity supporters. For example, Gina Rodriguez was one of the first people that supported Cloudy. Wow. Uh-huh. And now she's from Jane the Virgin and all that stuff. Yeah, I know. She's so amazing. <laughs> I met her. Yeah, I met her before she was even like that big. And she was always really cool. So keep on supporting mm-hmm. her. Um and then, you know, and then at 20, like a few, four years ago, we opened our first Downey location. And then last year we opened our Beverly Hills location. We just hope that there's more to come, but we'll see. Yeah, that's so amazing. So Glaudy, that's your mom's name? Yeah, Glaudy is my mom. Wow. After her. That's so amazing. Like, because she went from working in sweatshops to being yeah. the name of a brand that's in Beverly Hills and like one of the most glamorous places in the world. I think that's and just so usually, symbolic. Yeah. Yeah, usually, you know, like they would never, you people that work in factories and stuff, yeah. they never get acknowledged, you know? Yeah. So it was a very, like, a way to give back, not only to her, but to everyone in the community. Yeah, no, honestly, like, I just want to say thank you for, for doing what you're doing. I think your life is such a symbol of hope to so many people. Um, for me, like, you know, growing up as an immigrant, um, my parents immigrated from, from Korea and just growing up and seeing them do all these like hard jobs and, you know, like they're not treated and respected in society as they would be if they were in Korea. But seeing my parents struggle, actually, that's been the biggest motivator of my life that's okay yeah it's true very yeah. true yeah and um and sometimes I think oh my gosh it'd be good that the day I don't have to work but I'm lying because I like to work <laughs> I've been uh-huh. like I love what I do so I love designing and making dresses you know I don't think I'll uh-huh. ever stop yeah but when you were starting out at 24 like what was going through your head when you're just starting yeah. your own brand well I just um I was I was a head designer Mm-hmm. of seven jeans and um and I didn't need I had a really good job but it was really hectic you know like I traveled mm-hmm. a lot for for business and 
Um, and I remember that um, I just thought like, okay, my friends, we had to raise money for kids in, first we raised in Mexico and then El Salvador. We wanted to get designers from El Salvador too and we didn't know anyone. And they're like, mm-hmm. you're a Salvadoran designer. You should be on there. And I'm like, I designed for Hannah Montana, Jonas Brothers at the time, but I'm a wow. clothes designer, so I can't show like their collection, you know? Mm-hmm. And my friends are like, just launch your own, launch your own. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't, like, I can't, like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was really inspired by Lady Gaga and her meat dress and all those crazy outfits. And I'm like, you know what? I love rock and roll and like just the style of it, like glam rock and edgy and mm-hmm. I, I think I've transitioned a lot like I started from doing world tours for celebrities and now I'm like winning dresses you know <laughs> so um so when I did it I mean I just did it for fun I didn't have a purpose for it as far as just wanted to raise money for a good cause and represent my parents country and mm-hmm. um and as soon as I launched it I started doing the biggest celebrity tours for Latin America and here in America but Latinos mm-hmm. and it was just crazy like I didn't look for anything it just happened and then I got so much work that I had to quit my job and do my own thing. But it was never meant for, I was never planning on leaving my job. I was just doing it for fun. That's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, and then it just became a bro business. Now it's like real business. So I'm really proud of it. That's so amazing. And your parents, like looking at your journey and looking at the growth you've had, what do they say? Um, they, I mean, they just see me. They just see me as, I don't know, it's funny because they just see me as their daughter. Uh-huh. Um, they're very proud for sure. Um, my dad always prays for me and my mom's mm-hmm. always excited to experience everything with me. I took her to Paris Fashion Week last year and had her uh-huh. surprised her to walk at the end of the runway with me. And that was wow. very special. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she was super happy. And I posted pictures of people went crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it just. I don't know. It's just very special. And I, and I think they really keep me grounded because they see me as the same Joanna, you know? Yes. So like when I'm with them, I'm like, okay, I'm back to square one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> but yeah, they're very proud and they're super chill. Mm-hmm. And my parents are so chill. And I, and I think that's why like, I love and they work with me. And it's funny because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, it's hard to work with your family sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's like, like I, I wouldn't trust anyone else, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so this podcast, I know that a lot of people who would be listening to this, um, they're all millennials. And, you know, a lot of us right now, you know, we're trying to pursue dreams and trying to do something with their life or trying to figure figure life out. You know, I think like 20s and 30s is just such a confusing time because you're just like trying mm-hmm. to figure things out. So for those people who are just starting out and trying to do something and trying to pursue their dreams. Uh, what word of advice do you have for those people? I think they just need to get started and start selling to the people around them, like their friends and family. Mm-hmm. And just know that sometimes your family and friends won't support you and the strangers will. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't get discouraged and keep on trying when something fails, try something else and really build a good team um, in the beginning, of course, you probably won't be able to hire anyone, but just freelance or collaborations with friends and family. And, and it's really great to, to not do it alone yeah. and um, and just go for it, you know, like, and just start small. Like, you don't need a huge investment. I don't have investors to this point, and I've been doing it all with the with Cloudy, you know, on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, you can definitely could grow, you know, mainly when it starts in the beginning. Like, don't get into large debt just start small and see what works and once you see that the money's flowing you can invest more 
Um, and also just put your faith in God, trust him, trust him and just don't force anything. If it's not your talent, hire someone to do it. Um, like for me, I'm, I'm all about creative and my brother's all about numbers. So he's a numbers guy and I'm the creative one. So we work well that way. So don't try to do everything in the beginning. You probably have to, but later on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's such a, such a good practical advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also like, I think, you know, make time for your personal life. I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not just all about success and put time for God and, and relationships. You know, if you want to have kids and a family, like make time for that um, because time flies. And I feel like success and everything will not go to heaven with you, you know, but yeah. the next generation will be here and will continue sharing the blessings that God gave you. Yeah, so good. So like, um, just going off of that, uh, when you were to look, you know, 20, 30 years down the line, when you look back at your life journey and all the things that you've done, all the people that you've impacted, um, what's the one thing that you want people to remember you for? I think just remembering me for to, that sharing the word of God through fashion. My slogan is God is fabulous. So mm-hmm. just sharing that a woman could be fabulous, loving God, she doesn't have to you know, dress, you know, like not fashionable just because she's Christian. So, um, and also just remembering me as that designer who blessed my wedding dress, blessed my quinceanera dress, you know. Can you tell tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So like, and for every bride and quinceanera or prom, like we just pray for them, you know, pray that um, their marriage lasts forever, you know, for what God has joined together, let no one separate. Mm -hmm. We share that verse. Um, and for the king saying, as we pray that God, I want to start giving them actually purity rings. Um, uh-huh. so they know what that is, because I feel like when I was young, I actually didn't even know what that is, even though I was word Christian, like raised mm-hmm. Christian. Um, so just want to be like, a, like, I want God to use me in my business. And then for the girls in prom, like we pray for them to be able to find their talents and, you know, and use them. So, so yeah, so it's been like an amazing like I feel like my business is my ministry and I just Mm -hmm. want to be remembered as that girl who like you know was their designer and was such peaceful and like I I share the love of God to them you know Mm -hmm. that's so amazing you I feel like you're truly someone who is beautiful inside and out and like you share so much light and you speak so much life into young women and I love, yeah, I love what you do. Like, I love how you're all about empowering women of all shapes and sizes. And, you know, um, I recently on your Instagram, I saw that, you know, when you went to New York Fashion Week, one of the models actually was with special needs. And I think that was just so beautiful to see. Thank you. Yeah, I actually had seen her. She went viral, I think. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how inspiring she's doing it. And like these other girls are beautiful and they are like so scared to be models and follow their dreams. And this girl's like on it, you know? Yeah, she so was like slaying. <laughs> yeah, so when the opportunity came to work with her, I was like, of course, like girl power. Yeah, it was so, so beautiful and so amazing and so empowering to see. Like she's walking down um, the runway and she's like throwing kisses and she's just so confident. And I feel like as women, like we can all use more of that confidence because I don't know if you know, but Dove actually did a survey before worldwide and they said only 4% of women worldwide think they're beautiful. And I I think that really breaks my my heart. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm part of that 4%. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that is, that is, that is, that's so funny. You know yeah. what's funny? Like, and having that I, confidence to be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not being cocky it's just feeling good uh-huh. about yourself you yeah, know yeah it's knowing and, who you are and knowing your worth yeah and i feel like the thing is like even now when i said that i'm sure some people are like oh gosh she's cocky no it's not about that it's just you need to feel good about yourself you know like if there's nothing wrong like i'm not even a size like i'm a size like 16 you know so i'm not even skinny and you just have to feel good about yourself and know that you're beautiful yeah yeah was there a time when you had a hard time with believing that you're beautiful or did it take a lot of work to get to where you're at today i think there's always been it's always been hard sometimes because i've i've gotten rejected you know by men especially like you know i'm not in a relationship right now so i've been um rejected and and just because someone doesn't feel like you're the right partner for them doesn't mean you're not pretty. It's just you're not the right yes. fit. So I think yes. that really affects us, you know? And, and I think there's a lot of girls that probably feel the same way. And and it's like, don't let a guy who didn't like you be the one who judged, who who makes, gives you the identity of who you are. Oh you know? my like, gosh, yes. You're that was so good. God. Yeah, you're a woman of God and he made you beautiful and there's someone else that will see you like the most amazing woman in the world. And right now it's just not the time for you to meet him. God God says not yet, you know? So yeah. it's gonna come. Wow. That that was so so powerful. <laughs> uh, now um, final question. It's something that I ask everyone, all my guests for my podcast. So this whole podcast is about millennials and encouraging and inspiring millennials. So if you were to write a letter that starts with these two words, dear millennials, what would you write? Okay, I would say, dear millennials, please stop eating hot Cheetos and eat healthier. (laughs) (laughs) It'll help you have more energy throughout your day. And also get off social media, stop comparing yourself, and -hmm. please go to church and love Jesus and trust him and fall in love with God because with God you'll find your true talent and then you'll be able to know to live your life with purpose, you know? Amen. Amen. Oh, so good. All right. And how can they, how can all the people listening to this podcast, where can they find you? How can they connect with you? They could find me on Instagram at Glaudy by Joanna Hernandez for bridal at Glaudy bridal. And I have a ministry page for my goddess fab, which is for to encourage women, give her their confidence back through Jesus Christ. And it's called, it's called at goddess fab on Instagram. And um, yeah, and then on, on, you could check out our website, www.cloudycollection.com and come visit us. We're in Downey and in Beverly Hills. Ooh, awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Trana. This was thank you, thank amazing. You. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would really, really appreciate it if you can share it on your social media. Tag me at Sharon Kilon Han and tag Joanna at Glaudy by Joanna Hernandez. And I would really appreciate it. I would appreciate some feedback. And also, praise God, um, this podcast is finally up on Apple Podcasts. So if you guys can go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and rate the podcast, I would really appreciate it. Um, It would mean a lot. And thank you so much for all those people 
who messaged me saying that they're listening to my podcast. It honestly is so strengthening for me to hear that. So thank you so much. I really appreciate every single one of you. And thank you so much for listening. And I hope you guys have a really wonderful rest of the week. Um, and just, yeah, like with the whole coronavirus, I really hope you guys are staying safe and healthy. I know a lot of us are staying home in this time. Um, I would love to connect with you guys on social media. I would love to say hi. So come say hi so I can say hi back. Um, thank you so much and see you in the next episode.